Hi friends, it's Aaron Fregnito, your host of the Passive Cash Flow Podcast. Today we have a special snippet from a past episode I did with one of my friends, Martin Scherer. Marty is one of the owners of Express Capital Financing, and he's been investing in the real estate market for decades. Marty and I discuss a number of topics in this snippet here. It's about a 13-minute snippet I really wanted to bring to your attention. We discuss foreclosures in this current market and why it's very different than what was actually happening in 2008 and 2012 there. We also talk about the job market and again, why it's actually a completely different job market than what we saw in the Great Recession. Uh, we're also talking about timing the market or actually time in the market. As the old saying goes, don't try to time the market. It's about time in the market. So we break that down and also selling your real estate. Why I like to never sell my real estate and why I regret selling the hundreds of properties I've sold through my career and how why I wish I just held on to those assets. So we kind of break into that here through this nice uh, short snippet. Hope you enjoy this episode of the Passive Cashflow Podcast. And remember, if you're enjoying this content, please leave a review, like and subscribe and share with your friends. We'd love to spread the word on helping people build passive wealth in real estate so they can enjoy their life to the fullest because that's what life is all about. Enjoy. I mean, what do you see the statistics on uh, foreclosures right now? Can I see it increasing? I just forgot the number percentage-wise. Do you have any idea what it is? Uh, you know, off the top of my head, I don't know that number. It's not like incredibly scary, though. It's it's ticking up. It's, there's definitely more foreclosures. Um, the foreclosure process in New Jersey, at least, is like a two to three year process in reality. So, um, you know, they say it's one year, but I never seem to get done in one year. So. Um, it's kind of a slow process. There's a lot of opportunities to fix the problem along the way, you know, sell the property, uh, re renegotiate with your lender, you know, uh, right, loan modification. So banks want to avoid foreclosure for the most part, as you know. And uh, so I do think that it's not like a that tsunami of foreclosures we saw in 2012, 2013, that led to a, a you know a serious continued to dent. Well, really, it was from like 2009 to like 2014 or so, just foreclosure after foreclosure after foreclosure. Um, it, I don't see that happening. The statistics don't really look like that either. I know bankruptcies are ticking up. I know foreclosures are ticking up, um, but we just gained 30% of home value in the last two years, two and a half years or so. So, you know, one of the big problems back then was you didn't have equity in your property. So if you fell behind in your mortgage, you lost your job, whatever the scenario was, you didn't have, you couldn't sell your property. You had to do a short sale and short sales took nine months back then. And a lot of realtors didn't know how to do it, which allowed me to sneak into the market and learn a niche and just crushed it. And, uh, but, you couldn't sell your property. You had to do a short sale. It slowed down the market. It causes additional headaches. Now you're in foreclosure, but you have equity in your home. Eh, you call People's Capital Group. We come and buy your property. Bada bing, bada boom. You're out of foreclosure, right? At People's Capital Group, we help you invest in real estate. Build your wealth by owning professionally managed apartment buildings in the northern New Jersey market. We want to show you how owning real estate is attainable, even for the busy professionals that don't have the time or experience investing in real estate. Now, we only work with select people who are serious about building wealth. So find out if you qualify at peoplescapitalgroup.com. Yep, somebody's pain is somebody's gain. Yeah, well, we, you know, that, that too, but you know, when you have equity, when you have equity in your property, you know, you're going to sell it. If you're in foreclosure, you're going to take your cash. You're going to go rent a property. You're going to go rent one of our apartments. <laughs> and at least you're giving them, some, you know, a cash offer versus a short sale or a foreclosure, hurting their credit and 
having you know a negative equity. So, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. And that's the main difference, right? If you're in foreclosure now, but you have equity in your home because you owned it for at least two years or so, or even a year, you should have equity. Then yeah, you're just gonna sell it. You know, you're gonna you know maybe you lose a few bucks, you break even. Yeah, you, you know you pay the realtor, but at the end of the day, you're gonna walk away with a little cash and move on. You know, when you have negative equity, that's when people start living in their homes for three years. You know, not taking care of them, whatever. And you go, you know, and they'd say, screw it. A home's worth three hundred thousand. I owe four hundred thousand. I'm not paying a hundred to the bank and I'm not getting stuck with the difference. I'm just going to live here as long as I can and not cooperate with anyone, you know, cause you're in a really tough spot. And that's where we ran into all those problems and foreclosures. And we are nowhere near that right, right now. Near that, near that. But also just my thoughts are, you know, Aaron is that the foreclosure increase again, my thoughts is because of the backlog from this pandemic of 2020 and 2021. So I think the courts opened up in early 2022, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Right? But that's a good point. That's a good point. The courts so are very backed it's up. Finally hitting the market now. Like I said, it's about two years for Jersey. So whatever we're seeing now in late 2022 and 23 is because of 2020 and 2021. Mm-hmm. So you know, however, however, there's going to always be people in distress. Whether they just can't afford the mortgage, they didn't anticipate something happening, the mm-hmm. whole rush of debt, or whatever it may be, and that's going to cause somehow more properties to come up, whether it's foreclosure, pre-foreclosure, or just a uh, de- uh, distressed property. Yeah, and and jobs, right? Jobs are so important. In 2009, if you got fired and you were underwater with your home, you really couldn't find often the matching job. Maybe you're making $100,000 a year in a white collar position. A lot of those people ended up going to flipping burgers for a few years, you mm-hmm. know? And those are the scary stories that everyone, you know, couldn't sleep at night because they said, well, shit, my neighbor, is flipping burgers at McDonald's. He was, you know, uh, the CPA at a Fortune 500, or, you know, those scary stories. Now, you know, you get fired from your job, you're probably gonna go get a job that pays you more money, you know? <laughs> it's the great migration, you know? Right now, I, I talk to my friends, if they're not happy where they're working, they're going and finding a job for a better pay, better benefits, it's incredible, you know? Um, so that's a very different scenario too than we saw in the last uh, Great Recession there. Uh, and that's going to obviously really help us move, I think, forward and through this without a huge hit. Um, now, are you seeing on uh, your side uh, the appetite for borrowing? Is that slowing down a bit? Am I seeing the appetite for borrowers? Um, it's 50-50. You know, this is all an emotional uh, game right now. If you have to have that mindset that the rates are what they are whether you're going to a bank, a debt service lender, whatever you're going, the rates are what they are. And if it's just if the deal still makes sense and you're still cash flowing somehow, you know, then why not do it? Because in two years, three years, one year, when the rates go back to normalcy, your cap rates will be better, your cash flow will be better. And when your values of the property go up in that two or three years, you're gonna cash out again. So you're gonna have a few advantageous points of a lower rate, cash out more, and a better rental life. So yeah. a, to me, it's a no-brainer. However, people are feeling 50%, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait. I tell them, hey, do you wanna be 50% of waiting and you could be 100% it's going nowhere but the same, or you could be 50% where it's going down. So mm-hmm. it could go three ways. It could it could stay, uh, what do you call that word? Um, um, status quo, Back, yeah, it can status. go higher and it can go lower. Mm-hmm. But the people that wanna wait, they're just, so real estate, you have to buy real estate and wait. You don't wait to buy real estate. 
That's nice. I literally said that to two people already today. So thank you. That's the thing. That's the thing. Not to you. Um, but I, <laughs> yeah, and I heard a famous quote also you got to spend time in the market. You don't time the market, you spend time in the market. So you're right. ready, spend time in it, start shopping, looking over the neighborhoods, the comps, the statistics, the schools, the taxes, you know. Study the study the market so you could be you know ready to go whether it's your first deal or your hundredth deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I remember speaking with an appraiser at a property in 2016 and he said, sell all your property this year. <laughs> it's going to drop next year. Forget it. Drop. Next year is done. Spoke to another appraiser or I think it was a broker in uh, 2018. He was saying, sell it all now. It's, it's, it's destined to drop heavy next year. Forget it. Uh, pandemic came, right? Get rid of your inventory. Real estate's not worth it. You know, you're going to lose. It's going to drop like a stone. You know, last year, the same, same thing. It's just so they're always saying, always saying, I had an appraiser appraise one of my properties one time. He came in at 235000 I wanted to rip the guy's head off. It was so, such a low appraisal. I sold the property a few months later for 450000 And I wanted to call up that appraiser and like, you know, ship them the, uh, send them the uh, appraisal there. You're like, can I get your mailing address? I have something to mail you. Um, you should send them the, the before and after, your new numbers and his numbers. Yeah, he's so wrong, you know? So of course that buyer fell through. Actually, that was a refinance. I was trying to refinance the property. And then I ended up just selling it because the refinance appraisal didn't come in properly. So yeah, I'll just sell it. And I got 435 where he, you know, he appraised a 235 uh, or 450. I, I sold it for 450, he appraised it at 435. So just very, very frustrating, just goes to show. And this guy was telling me he's the biggest appraiser in the state. He knows everyone, he knows everything. He knows the future holds. He's the smartest guy in the room. And you know, I completely underpriced the property by like 50%, just dope. So, um, you know, and, and it's so interesting how you find so many people who really don't normally own a lot of real estate. Maybe they're gonna sell it for you. Maybe they're gonna appraise it for you, you know, or work around, but they're telling you how to own your own real estate. And you're thinking like, man, if you were so good at owning assets and so successful, why are you the one working for me? And, um, you know, so it's, it's really interesting. You can always find someone who's a naysayer, always, you know, it's a talking head who's gonna tell you what you wanna hear. Um, and, uh, you know, the smartest thing I've done is not listen to those chickens without a head running around saying the sky is falling and again you know not waiting to buy real estate buy real estate and wait i one time there's a building i was negotiating over, over five thousand dollars i wasn't going to do the deal i was like no i need my five grand off i didn't get the five grand off i ended up doing it anyway i was like pissed about it you know that property appraised for four hundred thousand dollars more than i bought it for you know uh, just a few uh just about a year ago after owning for about six years so it, that would have been so short-sighted to throw the deal away for over five grand to lose out on four hundred thousand dollars of long-term equity growth over the next four or five years so um just a really incredible opportunity there but it's so funny you look back on real estate you want to be long-sighted not short-sighted whenever you're investing. That's true. And you can look at any property, any city, any state, your street, your neighborhood, whatever it's worth today, if you go back 10 years, 15, 20 years, you'll see it was worth much less. So it always increases in value. You may have a, a tick in the market, but it always increases over time. It just never, decre it never decreases and stay there, you know? But, and, you know, and like stocks and bonds, it's, you know, you could lose your money overnight, but with real estate, you may lose your money in a day, in a week, or in a month, only if you sell. But if you keep it, you'll, you'll never lose. Yeah. You'll never yeah. ever lose, you know? 
At People's Capital Group, we help you invest in real estate. Build your wealth by owning professionally managed apartment buildings in the northern New Jersey market. We want to show you how owning real estate is attainable, even for the busy professionals that don't have the time or experience investing in real estate. Now, we only work with select people who are serious about building wealth. So find out if you qualify at peoplescapitalgroup.com. Yeah, my attitude is never really sell. If we do sell, we're going to 1031 into a bigger property too. You know, that's a good way to sell and defer all taxes, trade into a bigger property. That's a great tax tool to build your wealth exponentially in real estate. And I have plenty of podcasts about that as well. Um, but it's it's really, you know, never sell is a great strategy. You know, Seth and I always joke about how we wholesaled 100 properties in that 2000 to the 18, you know, period there. And we always say, wow, imagine we just held on to all those properties, you know, went to a lender like yourself here, bought them, fixed them up, ran them out, refinanced back the money, and held on to them as, as, you know, rental income properties and a lot of smaller, you know, twos and threes and singles, but hey, would add it up into, you know, another 100 units. And it'd be worth probably about maybe, you know, 100% more at this point. You know, the growth since that time has been phenomenal. So, you know, we cashed out nicely on plenty of those to get a quick fee. Um, but, you know, I have to pay the tax man and everything else. It's, it's nice, but man, there's nothing like long-term wealth and cash flow, you know, tax write-offs at the end of the year. Yeah, there's some management headaches, but we have a nice management company in place that allows us to own property much more easily um, and effectively. So it's, it, it's really, um, you know, what I've learned through the years is transacting real estate is nice and all, but if you just own it, you know, buy real estate and wait, you know, just manage the right way, own it. Don't even put a ton of money into it. Don't break the bank renovating it. Keep your renovation costs modest, you know, update it as time goes on, as tenants move out, but just maintain the thing. Don't, you know, put too much into it. But um, yeah, I've uh, I've found some really, you know, incredible wealth, passive wealth is just the best feeling too. You know, it's- Mr. Wonderful says, cash flow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what real estate is all about. Listen, my dad may rest in peace. He always told me, you know, never ever sell real estate. Never. Mm-hmm. He was uh, you know, we had quite a few properties and he was cash poor, but he had a lot of real estate. When I got married at 21, 22, he, he didn't have a dollar to get me married. He had to sell <laughs> one property to the liquor base. And he did it. And he was sorry he did it because yes, he gave me, you know, money to get married, but the other remaining money, he blew it. That's what he says. He goes, cash is good. If you're investing it, money should work for you. But just to have it, 100000 in your bank and it's doing nothing and you're buying cars and boats, that's, you know, that's the most foolish thing any, yeah. any passive investor can do. Uh, foolish. Mm-hmm. So uh, it has to work for you. And how it works for you is cash flowing. And like you said, real estate increases in value over time. Hey friends, if you're still listening to this episode of the Passive Cash Flow Podcast, then hopefully you've gained value from this episode. So I ask of you a couple things to help us build our network and reach more people and help them passively invest in real estate. See, our goal this year is to reach 10,000 more people, download our podcast here, help them improve their life and get a little more freedom in their life, a little more financial freedom to do the things they love. But to spread our word and help people build their wealth, we need you to do a few things. First of all, share this episode with someone who you think would gain value from our content. 
Also, leave a five-star review on the platform you're listening to, maybe Apple, iTunes, or Spotify. Please leave a review for us, and we'd love to hear some of your feedback on guests and topics you'd like to hear as well. Also, like and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to as well. If you're on YouTube, check out more of our content there. Again, our goal is to reach 10,000 new listeners this year, so share with a friend, like and subscribe, leave that five-star review, and let's build our networks to the next level. Thank you, and enjoy your day.